following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to May 18th, 2019, to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show in radio. Don't forget, we are the they say at the dinner table. What is the they say? That means when anybody wants to say anything that sounds at least official, you just say, instead of they say, you say radio law talk said as follows. You know, I heard once, and they said... They said that this was a, they're going to do a study. They did a study once, mm-hmm. and this is what happened. And you know, who the heck is they? Radio Law Talk. And, and, and it's either Radio Law Talk or if they, the people you're talking to, can't identify who the they is. Good Lord. I sound like Bill Clinton. It depends on what is is. Uh, you know, if, yeah. if, if they can't identify their source, then you just say, I heard it on Radio Law Talk and we win. Well, now, it's good around, as we say, Christmas time, Hanukkah, around the dinner table, or Denise, even like Thanksgiving or Easter, make sure you quote us. Now, don't go to the courtroom and quote us because, well, they'll probably listen to what Denise says, but if Todd and I are quoted on Radio Law Talk, we're in trouble. I'm with my host, Denise Dirks. Thank you for coming back. We missed you. We love having Denise. Actually, we don't because now we have to... Be good. That's right. I got to keep you guys in line. I just, I just, you know, I'm just going to give you a, a taste of what you missed last week. Und Denise, welcome back. We're so happy to have you back on our show here. Oh my gosh. And, and we are happy. <laughs> we have ways of making you comment and comply with the terms and conditions of the show. And if you do not comply with that, we have ways of making you drink your water. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beer, Vita. Oh. <laughs> and if all you do is tick, we have ways to make you talk. Oh, that was... Where's your bean? Where's your bean? I should have used a drum roll there. Drum roll. Yeah, that was, yeah. Is Cal Hunter back in the booth? I wonder what makes him tick. Nothing. If you want to see our... Uh, listen to our I wonder pod, if you'd like oh. to know what makes me tick. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, sorry, Fred. I've already started. And, and she is gone. I'm putting her in closet. She has gone away. Will not reappear for the rest of the episode. Thank you. All right. And we're back. That was Todd Cuden. Scene. <laughs> and scene. Did you know, Denise, while you're gone, we got an email from a, uh, from someone saying we laugh too much on this show. Did you know that? Um, no, I didn't know that, well, but we I'm did. not surprised. I know, I'm not we got to so. be more serious. All right, let's be serious. All right. <laughs> let's be. That was a good one, Denise. We have to be serious, Todd. Be I, serious. I, will, I will be completely serious for the rest of of the first part of this segment. How does that sound? Call us, at, shot. call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Uh, uh, go to your local council if you have a question. Do not call us and ask us to opine on your specific case. We might talk general topics of law, but do not do that. Go to our website and listen, Cal, to our disclaimers that are the best thing you'll ever hear. Those of you who are first joining us from like Salem, Oregon, Medford, Oregon, Grants Pass, Oregon, Mendocino, California, you know, Auburn, New York, Geneva, New York, there's a lot of areas that are covering us now. Go tonight when you can't sleep and seriously listen or, or start. You can start with this music, but read our disclaimers. That is the best sleep aid you will ever have is the disclaimers. So 
There it is. That is seriously good advice. That's great advice. (laughs) Thank you for demonstrating that (laughs) advice. I I appreciate that. So today we're going to talk about a few things. Most importantly, we're going to have a case or no case. Denise, we have spanked you over the past... Uh Uh-oh. So did you we, guys take over? You have, I have taken no. over and beat you, I'll give you the on, score, the, on the case or no I would case. like to issue a disclaimer that nothing harassment-oriented was used and intended by Frank's, uh, Fred's use of the word spank. That's exactly right. Oh, I thought he was just talking about my undergarment. I'm just, I'm being serious. Yeah, so no, like as a beat. Yeah. Like I beat you. Like like as in the win. Yes. Never mind. I'll move on. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to talk about, by the way, we're going to talk about the, the scandal. The, what's the biggest scandal we've been talking about? The admission scandal? Yes. Here's an important one we're going to talk about. A legal issue. There is a lawsuit. Don't forget there's more than one individual that's the Huffman that everybody knows about in the scandal. There is an individual that supposedly paid $400,000 to get his child into Georgetown. And the son who's getting expelled is now suing. Yes, he's suing Georgetown saying, wait a minute. You can't do that. That is seriously a good issue, and we need to discuss that today. That is very important for us to discuss. We're going to do that. We're also going to talk about uh, Huffman pleads guilty. We're going to talk about that. She was Uh, very serious when she pled guilty. I'm pretty sure. She was. She was was beside herself. Yes. Here's the best one. A judge has has mercy on the citizens of the United States. And I'm not going to tell you why this judge has granted mercy to all citizens of the United States. But that's very important. Think about that. We're going to discuss why he has helped us out. And he was very serious when he did it. No, he was not. What yes. a nice judge. A yes. judge refuses also to uh, unseal the records of the Weinstein case. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Kevin Spacey, this one to me just, again, I'm sorry. It just, some of those things make you just like like fingernails on a chalkboard. Kevin Spacey is facing a lawsuit from an anonymous massage therapist, and the judge said they can stay anonymous. You're all morons. I agree. I agree. They're all morons. Kevin Spacey right there. There he was right there talking to the judge. That's exactly right. That could be a serious miscarriage of justice. It it is. That was a bad pun. Seriously. I'm still being serious. Okay. We're going to talk about Johnny Depp, by the way. What is a radio law talk week without talking about Johnny Depp? We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about Guns N' Roses. This is an interesting, there's a lawsuit with Guns N' Roses uh, that they're bringing a lawsuit. We're talking about weed killer roundup lawsuits. We're going to talk about antitrust lawsuits with Apple. We have so many things to talk about, but more importantly, we're going to do one thing and one thing only that everybody loves. Cal, case or no case, roll it. Now it's time to play case or no case. Right, ladies and gentlemen, remember, no wagering on case or no case. This is a game of skill and knowledge only. And now I take you to Los Angeles, California, where Alex Aguilar was a bit of a druggie and a gang member. He was also a father. And he was arrested in the Wilmington area, suspected of violating his gang injunction. You see, Mr. Aguilar was a pharmaceutical representative, apparently, and had on him that night heroin, methamphetamine, and had already tippled a bit of alcohol. When the police came upon him, he swallowed some bindles of heroin and methamphetamine during the strip uh, strip search at the jail. And police strongly encouraged him to spit them out. He would not do so. So the police encouraged him a little more strongly, shall we say. And he died. 
And the family, his children, to be more precise, sought legal counsel because, as you know, Los Angeles has a history of paying out big money when the police misbehave to the point where someone loses their life. And so I ask you, Mr. Cunin, since you're a defense guy, is this a case or no case? Well, Cal, first, I take these issues very, very seriously. Very seriously, yes, I know, yes, and thank you for <laughs> and, that. Uh, good and, to know. and this is a very serious case or no case that deserves serious introspection and nothing funny about it. And and I will seriously try. I can't even keep this up. Okay, let me tell you something. First of all, this is not uncommon, I don't believe. There's actually a specific uh, code section about bringing narcotics into the jail. This happens a lot of times when people are arrested. They know they're going in. They hide. I mean, they swallowing it and then trying to use it later is not as common as other ways. And I'll leave that to your imagination. But it does happen. Okay. And so I think that this is uh, this is very common. I think that by swallowing it, I mean he could be could have been trying to set up an entire distribution network. But given the volume that you could swallow, I know that swallowing uh, narcotics in in balloon like things is something that they do to smuggle drugs in. So I'm going to say really quickly, coming up on the break, it is a case, and I'm going to say that the department wins because it was not overly intrusive to maybe induce a stomach pump to get stuff out. Well, Denise and I are going to opine after this. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, this one of those, I think we'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk right here. Don't go away. The show continues momentarily. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here. 
is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. We're back with Case or No Case. Alex Aguilar from California, uh, to make a long story short, was hiding something uh, within his body while he was taken to jail. It was heroin, meth, etc. And uh, during the strip search, he died. The family sues. And Cal, it sounds like, uh, uh, according to you, Todd, uh, you say that uh, that is a case. I say that this is a case, and I think that the family loses. I'm going to say that the uh, that law enforcement prevails because they believe ultimately they're, uh, you know, what they did to try to extract the drugs from him um, what wasn't onerous in the sense that... He died, but it, I just it, it. Todd not speaking well now. Food goes in here, family Next. loses. All right, Mr. Penny, what say you? <laughs> case or no case? <laughs> I would say ditto, but that sounded so unintelligent. Yeah, I'm, not say I'm, gonna go there, yeah. I'm not going ditto now. I'm going to say it is a case, but you know, since I know absolutely nothing by this about this area of law, but here's the situation. I think you need to know more facts as how they got the heroin and meth out of his system or out of him, and and to what degree. Uh, a lot of lot uh, of they time. didn't get it out. They, oh, they tried and tried and tried and tried, okay. and he refused and did right. everything he could to stop Lots them. of laxative. Yeah. Lots uh, of laxative. That's what happened. Yeah, so, yeah. over-laxidated. Right. So, is that, the, is that what happened? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what we'll do is... I'm, this is what I'm going to say. It's a case, and they win. The family wins due to the fact... I want to go to the opposite of, of Todd, Fair because uh, I, something happened, something had to happen to make him pass away that may have exceeded their scope and it may have been too extreme. That's what I'm going to stick to. All right. Ms. Dirks, what say you? I kind of wish I knew what the score was so I knew if I could play a little sure. bit the here. The score is Denise has 42 points. Todd Kunin has 35, having risked 10 in a, uh, Good for you. In a big gamble and a go, bigger go home. And Fred Penny has... 45 points. Ooh, 45. Oh, so he's right. ahead of you. Fred just a, over just a scotch. Yeah. That'll teach you to leave for a week. Those of you who are first joining us because we have new affiliates, the winner of this at about, what, we're going to 50 points? Is yes. that right, Cal? 50 points is correct. Wins yes. Cal's wife's, her wonderful spaghetti. It's legendary. Is legendary. Oh, yeah. So whoever wins gets the first of 50 points gets the spaghetti. I'm looking like I'm getting some spaghetti maybe today. <laughs> <laughs> today could be the day. Could be yeah. the day. Okay, so three yeah. points is all I'm at. Okay, let me think. Let's hit the cricket. She's still I thinking. think that it's a good fact pattern, but it's very possible that Cal made it up. That he's just found this case and then he put it in Bay Area or Los Angeles. Me? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that it is a case. Oh, she says all that. And the family wins. She's going with Fred. Case and, and the family wins. All right. All right. All right. Well, all right. That's Remember, uh, tweet us at Radio Law Talk if you want to uh, uh, opine on, on case or no case, Cal. But tell us. Too late. What's going on? Well, I guess I will go this way. For those of you who say that this was, in fact, a case, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I see by the show of hands. And you are correct. Oh, yes. Yes, it is a case. Point. That's a case. All right. Now. now the next thing, for those of you who say that the plaintiffs, that is to say the family, won this, may I see Come on, by a show of hands, that would be Fred and Denise. Oh, Todd. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Kunin got two points. I will tell you what happened. Yeah, the uh, 
The federal jury in L.A. found that the police officers weren't liable for the death of the man after he swallowed the heroin. The children had asked for $12.5 million in the lawsuit filed in 2017. The two cops who conducted the search commanded Aguilar to spit out the drugs he refused, violently resisted the efforts to stop him. They engaged in CPR, but the bindle became lodged in his throat, and his refusal to... Uh, disgorge the drugs was what actually cost him his life. Oh, well, given those facts, I would have said something different. That's well, I can't give you the end <laughs> of the story. Oh, yeah. oh, well, sure, sure, if I knew the whole story, I could give you judgment. Well, yeah. This, is the, this is the criminal version of that. There wasn't a woman who swallowed a fly. You know, oh, so this is, yeah. he swallowed the heroin to cover the pot. He yeah, swallowed the exactly. pot to cover the amphetamine. He followed, I don't know why he swallowed the meth. I guess he'll die. So anyway. I don't remember that. But that, right. ladies and gentlemen, this case or no <laughs> case. Thank you. That you and, and we have a caller on the telephone who has a quick question for you. David's calling. David, what's your question? Go ahead. Oh, how are you? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. I, I was interested in asset forfeiture and, uh, both for uh, institutions as well as uh, individuals. And uh, I can give you two examples, one being in California. Make it very quick. We have about one minute. Well, uh, it's a multi-billion dollar case. Uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, uh, you remember we had wildfires here. Right. One burned down this town of Paradise. And Pacific Gas and Electric has basically taken... Uh, they've admitted that they caused that fire, but they quickly got the legislature to give them a waiver, so now the ratepayers have got to pay for that fire, even though it was their fault. And uh, the other uh, is this uh, very obvious uh, issue of uh, Barr, the Attorney General Barr, with uh, covering up for Trump. Uh, you know, the Mueller report says that uh, he wasn't authorized to set prosecution against uh, Trump, so he's given it over to Congress. But Barr is refusing to allow the evidence to go to Congress to uh, to uh, do impeachment against uh, Trump. So well, Barr actually, is very the Congress violating. The, actually, uh, David, the Democrats in Congress went in and read the full Mueller report out loud. In chambers, what, what they would not do is give them a copy of it. But they have the whole thing. They went, they sat down and did a reading marathon. They have the whole report, and they read it out loud, except for the redacted portions. So we're, we're running up on our, on our break. Quickly, so. quickly, what's your question, David? Yeah. Well, asset forfeiture. Right. Uh, asset forfeiture from PG&E for causing those fires, and asset forfeiture from uh, Barr for now dragging this on. This is going to tie up the courts for years when, in fact, uh, it's Barr's responsibility to release that report and to uh, allow the, the American Congress to know the truth. All right, David, we'll give you your answer on the air. Thank you. David, right. uh, uh, what's our time, Cal? We, do we have any time? Uh, we don't really have a lot of okay, time. Okay, so what we're going to do, Todd Cunin's going to talk about, we have some latest forfeiture laws by the Supreme Court. We'll discuss very briefly afterwards. And, again, we are not giving legal advice. We will generally talk about this topic. But, David, thank you for your call. Remember, if there's anything that you want to pursue, seek local counsel. We'll be right back to answer that question. Right after this. This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. 
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. We're back with David. Had a great question about forfeiture that uh, that is kind of up the alley of our co-host there, Todd Cuden, the one that had the tendency to have a little bit of accent early on, but now is back to a normal accent. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That person has been uh, tucked away. She's been she has been tucked away, and she will not make another appear. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So anyway, asset forfeiture, David. Getting to your question here. When it comes to asset forfeiture, asset forfeiture occurs if there is a provision in a specific criminal code or law that states a violation of this code can result in forfeiture of the assets. I'll give you an example. If somebody is transporting drugs and they're drug running, in those laws for transportation of narcotics, there is a statement in there that says anybody convicted of a violation of this crime, transporting these substances, is subject to having their assets forfeited. Uh, If the law does not specifically have that attached to it, the specific law, then there's no asset forfeiture associated with the violation of a specific crime. To my knowledge, the charges that PG&E are facing 
for the fires that occurred in Paradise and Napa and, and wherever, and even what happened in San Bernardino a, a, a while ago. None of those crimes have attached to it an asset forfeiture provision. Now, I want to draw a distinction here. There's a difference between asset forfeiture and restitution. Now, restitution is a separate issue. Every case has with it, um, every criminal case has a restitution component. In fact, you cannot resolve a case without addressing restitution. The issue of restitution will always stay open while the probationary period is pending in case a claimant comes forward and says, I have a claim. Now, PG&E may have a restitution claim and... Because the legislature in California has already passed a law allowing them to raise their rates, you know, that has happened before the filing of any criminal charges, and PG&E will be free to pay whatever restitution is ordered as part of the criminal case out of their profits or out of their gross revenue, of which the rate hike will be part. Now, that's PG&E. Mr. Barr over out in Washington, D.C., I can tell you, I'm not aware if if any criminal activity at all has been committed by him. I'm not aware of any provision that requires him to forfeit assets to pay anything. I'm not even aware, in Mr. Barr's case, of any restitution that would be required on his part to be to pay from a federal standpoint. So, in, in the event he were accused and convicted of a crime or found civilly liable, which has not happened. That's right. I'm not. I'm not aware of anything, Denise. Uh, in addition, in the the bar situation, um, what he has done may very well be protected by virtue of him having the office that he holds. Yes. And his acts are done as Attorney General, and he may have the right to actually have withheld information from Congress, and vice versa. Certainly, he would have the right to withhold the grand jury information from Congress. Great that's, point. That's, Great point, Denise. Now, one other issue generally on restitution, this is something we had covered previously on Radio Law Talk, is there, were recent, there was a recent case by the Supreme Court that um, stopped a law enforcement practice, and, and the best way to describe it is this. Prior to the Supreme Court's case, Asset forfeiture for via, asset forfeiture could occur if there was an alleged violation of a crime. So a person could be arrested for something and have their assets forfeited before there was even a determination of guilt on the underlying offense. Okay, and the Supreme Court came in and said. Sorry, that doesn't pass muster under people are innocent until proven guilty, cruel and unusual punishment, a whole host of the the first search, unlawful search and seizure even. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, unlawful unlawful search and seizure. Um, I could see that as well. Because, the seizure component being the key there. Well, right? well, yeah. if, because if you forfeit the assets and then they sell it, they can't return it to you. Right. As opposed to, I I take your car, put it in safekeeping, and if you're ultimately acquitted, I give it back. Just to let you know. Federal law enforcement operations prior to the change seized nearly $1.9 billion worth of airplanes, houses, cash, jewelry from such wrongdoers in 2018. And since the change in the law, that has dropped significantly. Um, And, you know, this is one thing that, that sort of gets under my skin, but if a law enforcement agency acts to 
seize the funds for forfeiture, they actually get a portion of those funds seized goes to their budget. Commission. I've never been in favor of a uh, of of a profit sort of thing for law enforcement. But Fred. Yeah, there's another interesting point about that is what happens to these assets that are forfeited? And people don't realize there's a thing called victim of crimes. And many states have different variations of victim of crimes. And it's a fund that those assets come into that they that they they stack up all this money and the assets that they sell, the boats, the planes. And when someone has been a victim of a crime and there's nothing, most of the time there's no money to go after there, they can dip into this victim of crimes or whatever it's called in all state, in different states and get money out of that for their restitution. That's right. Because what happens is if, if I'm convicted of a crime and let's say, I, let's say restitution is ordered to 50000 bucks for me. You know, I can go and set up a payment plan, and I can pay as little as 50 bucks, 20 bucks a month, whatever I can afford to pay. Now, how is that going to pay somebody back if they were bilked out of 50000 And that's where this Crime Victims Restitution Fund comes in. It's a state fund that goes ahead and makes the victims whole now, and then the piecemeal payments that come in from defendants who are paying go to replenish the fund. Good luck. And, yeah. and remember, we talked about this. Um, on the federal level, um, Holder had stopped doing this. the forfeitures um, under uh, a bond Obama's rule, right? Under his regime, or administration, administration excuse me. Yes, yes. I like the word restraining use. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So anyway, under the RICO, they made a lot of money. They used to collect a lot of money for asset forfeitures, and that now is um, somewhat limited as well. Yes. Speaking of asset forfeitures, a student whose father paid $400,000 <laughs> to bribe him to get into Georgetown, <laughs> claiming that he was a tennis star when he was actually a six foot five basketball player, um, is now suing Georgetown. Why is he suing Georgetown? This is what's interesting. So, daddy comes in and <clears throat> allegedly, allegedly uh, and he's, it's not even alleged, he's pled guilty of paying 400000 to get his 3.1 GPA son into Georgetown. They, he gets caught, and now they're expelling him, and he's suing Georgetown, saying, what the heck? Why are you going after me? I only went and told the tennis coach that I don't play tennis, but I'll pretend that I play tennis, and was on, what, like the Nike team or whatever. The Nike, I was, I belonged to the Nike Federation all-academic athletic team. And so he knew about it. He's saying that. So now the kid is getting mad because he's getting kicked out of Georgetown, and he's suing Georgetown to say, no, you will allow me to release myself. You will not tarnish my super high GPA. I don't know what it is. He had a three-point something. Three-point one yeah. coming in. Yeah. No way, those of you who don't know, you're not getting in Georgetown with a three-point one. Well, at least it's rare to get in, but they lower the standards for athletes. So yes. you get athletes in. Count. The sins of the fathers, though. I mean, I can see where the son would say, if you want to go after my dad, go ahead. But what did I do? I'm just in school trying to get by. Not true, Cal, because what he did is the son knowingly and intentionally went to, he was in on it. Uh, he went to the tennis coach himself uh, and told the tennis coach, yes, I'm a tennis player. And yes, I'm going to, uh, I was, I'm part of this all 
of uh, tennis federation league. academic team. Yeah, academic yeah. team. Yeah, his his application was false in that he reported that he was a tennis. Oh well, then kick him out. You know, player. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but the the student's argument is pretty clever. He's saying that because he was honest on his application that he was a tennis star and a basketball star, that they should have cross-checked him and they should have that it should have been a red flag in the application and Georgetown should have found out about the fraud. So that's what he's claiming. The they only, didn't do their due diligence. And the only issue yes. I have with that is if you put on his application, I'm in basketball. I'm sorry. Unless you're really good at basketball, you ain't walking on at Georgetown. That's exactly uh, right. Because they're nationally ranked team. And tennis, I would note that by the end of his first year, he had failed to sign up for either team. He didn't sign up for the tennis team, and he didn't sign up for basketball. So regardless of what he put on, he didn't do anything when but he got there. But a clever touch, yes. trying to figure a way to get out of Georgetown and not tarnish himself and go into another university without being, quote, expelled. Because if you're expelled, a lot of universities are not going to take you after that. So, boy, guess what? Move on down to the great part of, of what most people do, which is called Junior College. Hey, we'll be right back mm-hmm. after this. Thanks, Cal, for letting me know. we got to go. Thanks for tuning on Radio Law Talk right here on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals, and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is Radio Law Talk. 
I like that show too. I, I, I think it's a good show. Hey, you know what? Let's stay on these tracks. The railroad tracks of the admission scandal. Huff, Huffing, Huffman? Huffman, Felicity Huffman. Huffman. Yeah, go ahead. Denise, you know what's going on. The latest, she has pled guilty, right? She pled guilty um, for a fraud and conspiracy charge, and she's going to be sentenced coming up, I believe, in September. Um, we don't know what she's going to get sentenced to, but what she pled guilty to and what the agreement was is that she's been recommended to have four to ten months in serving time in, in prison. Um but the judge isn't bound by that. That's that's between her and the AG's office or whoever the prosecutor you know prosecutor is. And uh, the other thing is that what we know is that her husband was involved in this. So William Macy was involved in in um sorry. <laughs> Do you want to take that call? <laughs> no, I don't. Because, okay. and, and it's one of those calls is a robocall, so you don't really want to say, I, I can't take the call or Let's do anything. Let's take it next time. I want to take the call next time. <laughs> yes, this is the, can I help you? <laughs> You're on the I, air. I would I would <laughs> die if it was one of those, yes, this is the IRS calling to tell you that we have, we're sending agents <laughs> to your door. To unless, seize your assets. Uh, unless you pay, pay us PayPal right now. $5,800 is what you owe. My gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> Next time answer it to me. So, I, yeah. so it's also a $20,000 fine. So what you're saying is the prosecutors are recommending this. That's right. And she's pled guilty. But the issue is, like you're saying, Denise, the judge can still do what they want. Yeah. I think the judge would probably follow the, what the recommendation is in this case because, quite honestly, Felicity Huffman right away cop to the bad conduct she didn't try to you know pretend she didn't try to hide the fact she she stood out there in public and said i did a crime and i'm really sorry about it now who's the other wasn't there another star that said no we didn't do that or was that an yeah that other? is the other star is um who's from uh when calls the heart that Lori laughlin Lori laughlin and her husband is who's a famous i believe chef are they the ones that were the ones that said no at first and then later came back and said, okay, yeah, we did? Or, no, 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 they're the ones happened. that said no. They pled not guilty and they got charged with more. Oh. Now they've been, their charges have been enhanced. Oh. And this is the scary part. Their kids are at risk. I think that's probably, you know, the worst part. Felicity Huffman, what I wonder is how did she protect William Macy? Because her husband. Her husband, because he definitely is implicated. He definitely was part of the email stream uh, agreeing to um, uh, allow for there to be um, correction of their daughter's uh, um, testings. But I don't know. He hasn't been charged. So I'm thinking that Felicity Huffman must have something in there that's going to protect him. And hopefully he doesn't get charged. Well, it seems like the way the attorney general's office and the the feds went about investigating this, because the indictments came down so quickly against the celebrities and and this guy Sloan, who's an executive with a water company. Uh, It it, it came down so quickly that what it appears is they focused on Singer, who was the lead actor, and once they – went in and it appears they got him and and said we got you dead to rights then singer turned and gave up all the information he had on everybody so that's how they're able to that's how they're able to get the specifics about what happened with huffman about when they met in when was it uh, 2017 and and he explained singer explained to macy and huffman how the scheme was going to work right. and he, how he had people he had well, people in to fix this one testing site and that then 
something happened with the testing site, and so Huffman and Macy said their daughter had a disability, and she apparently does have a disability, so she was able to take it at the right site yep. to get the correction done by their fix-it man. So once they get Singer's statement, then they're able to go back to all these people and say, well, first, well, what do you know about this? What do you know about this? And uh, you can just see it. They're speculating. You can just see it. I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, this was, you know, and then they say, well, that's funny because Mr. Singer said blah, 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 blah. And then you get this, okay, my goose is cooked. And we have a lot of people that pled. Laughlin hasn't. I want to I clear up what some people might see as a confusion. We talk about sentencing guidelines, right? And so, you know, the prosecutors are recommending four to ten months jail for Huffman. But there's another guy, Sloan, who paid more money, did more. They're recommending a year for him. And so it's like, well, what's the punishment if if they're both guilty of the same crime? What's the punishment? What are these guidelines that you're talking about? What's the punishment? And you really have to understand that there's a difference between serving prison time and that's it or being on probation, and as part of your probation, you serve a little bit of jail time, and then you're on probation for a period of time after that, okay, Um, which is different than parole. So in a crime like this, I think that the maximum exposure for a single count that, that they're charged with is something like three to five years, something like, if they just get sentenced to prison, okay, but the prosecution appears to be saying, well, you know, we'll let them be on probation, and then we have our own guidelines for if somebody commits a crime and it's this severe versus, you know, maybe it's a 3 on a scale of 1 to 10 versus a 7 on a scale of 1 to 10, then our guideline is 4 or four to 10, and that's what they're doing with Huffman. They're saying the other guy's a little more serious, and so that's where these guidelines come in. Um, but... The AG's office is clearly making a probation-oriented offer to her. What if the judge came back and said, you know what, no, she's got to go to the big house, got to go to prison. Well, that would arguably exceed the deal that she reached with the AG's office and would allow her, if the judge says, nope, I'm going to sentence you to prison, it would allow her to withdraw her guilty plea and start from scratch. Right. Because, look, I only pled if I thought this was the range. Okay, um, and it looks like they left it open. So the guideline for pro- the guideline for the feds is what four to ten, but months four to ten months. But the defense is going to argue zero to six. She's learned her lesson. Let her be at home. What? I, honestly, I I don't see what more is going to happen to her if if you put her in jail, other than serving as a warning to others. You don't want to do this. And, and, exactly. You know, they've got a clean record. Look, they're letting people out of jails and prisons left and right right now because they're overcrowded in California and other states too. They're just letting them out. They have to because they're letting out. I'm going to say more hardened criminals. Everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, they're rich and they're famous, so they don't get to punish. No, you get punished, but the sick them in a cell uh, for a long period of time when we've got someone that's you know, breaking and entering into someone's house, that they're letting them out because there's not enough room. You have to ask yourself, do you just give them probation? Besides, if you're a mega rich like Laughlin is or whatever, and you live in this gilded castle somewhere in the hills of Los Angeles, and the judge says, home confinement. You know, wouldn't you say, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but some of the prisons that that the like Cohen, right? It, the prisons are, you know, like a country club. Literally, they have you know activities they get to do and all of that. So it, it, it is, but there's still a mental component to it. I just I don't know the cynical side to me. <laughs> I hesitate to say this, but there's a very cynical side to me that no. just says, oh, so let me get this straight. <clears throat> let me get this straight. If you come into the country illegally, we'll send you to college for free. But if you get into college illegally, you're going to jail. Exactly. <laughs> so, that is interesting. <laughs> ironic that, is that. Yeah. that? That would have been a good quick take. Well, yeah. Oh, there's your quick <laughs> take. my quick it's, take. Oh, we got our quick take early it's, on. It's already a bumper sticker and a Facebook meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was great. Did that you was... guys hear about Grouchy? Cat, I did. Cat. I was going to mention yes. that being the oh, cat darn. person, famous, famous grumpy cat. You yes, know? I know the grumpy. Grumpy cat. cat passed away this last week. Oh, Cal, we got to have some music or something I, for I that. I don't. He was There's only. Gotta be he something. was only seven years old. He was really young. Yeah. Well, you know that's like. Oh, actually, wait, no, stop, it was stop. a she. Okay, wait. Grumpy, Shh, grumpy okay. cat was a she. I'm in charge. I'm going to be right? in charge for this. Okay. All right. Will we have a moment of silence, please? Ew. <laughs> Is that a long enough moment of silence? <laughs> it's a cat, Fred. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a cat. I thought we, I mean, maybe we, that was a half hour. We should do it for Doris Day, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if seven cat years is 56 in human years, then a two-second moment of silence is like a minute for yeah, us. Yeah, worked out fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to come back and talk about what this is. Uh, you know, we've got so much to talk about. i got to be careful because we've got so many people listening to us on different segments, but this segment is over. We're going to talk in our second hour about... Why the courts have really helped out the American public with this ruling. I I just want to tease you on that. It has really brought some tender mercies to us. And thank you, court. We'll be right back. Maybe you can be back and listen to us. If not, listen to us on www.radiolawtalk.com. Listen to our podcasts. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 